What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. All right, ladies, this one is for you. This is another one of my episodes from Keto Virtual Summit several years back that I just wanted to share with you because there is some great information in it from Dr. Anna Kabeca. You probably know her as the girlfriend's doctor. She's an OBGYN. She has her keto green way, especially for women and women over 40. So hold on. If you're not over 40, I don't want you just to tune out right now because here's the reality. I think all of us women, as our hormones and as we start to I don't want to say age, but that's the reality, like we're aging. But like as we just, you know, get a little bit older, I think every single woman says, hey, it's not as easy for me to lose weight. But I'll be real. I am that girl that was on Weight Watchers at 10 years old. So it's never been easy for me to lose weight. So when women tell me, yeah, when I hit 40, it was a whole different change. My whole life's been a struggle with weight. So being real, being upfront with you guys. So she has her Keto Green Way. We're going to talk about that. And again, we talk about her health struggle because all of us, we had something that brought us to where we are. You know, I always say doctor, the actual word means teacher. So we all go through our struggles to be able to teach you. I really, truly believe that. So I love her Mighty Mighty Maca. You can check out her products uh, through the links below, but her Mighty Maca has got maca root, but it also has every other product that I was throwing into smoothies all individually. And it's literally all wrapped up into one little product, which is fantastic. So check it out. Take a listen. You're going to love it. Oh, and by the way, I did my math. I was the girl that was on Weight Watchers at 16. So just to clarify, I was not on Weight Watchers at 10. My mom would probably freak out if she heard that. But yes, I was 16 when I was on Weight Watchers, but definitely struggled with my weight at 10 years old. So nobody scream at me. No, my mom did not put me on Weight Watchers at 10. Weight Watchers did not accept me at 10. 16. 
Hey there, Rockstar. I'm Dr. Lisa Olszewski. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant you. Are you ready? Let's do this. got an amazing guest over here to my side today. I'm really excited to interview Dr. Anna Kabeka. Um, so welcome. Thank you for being a part of our summit. You have such amazing information and I'm really excited to have you as part of the summit. Uh, so let's have you fill in our viewers because as we just said a little bit pre-recording here, we've all kind of had our health crisis or health issues that have come about in our own lives which have allowed us to figure out our own issues to be able to help others. So let's start out there. And then we're going to get into, you have a very specific approach on keto that I absolutely love, especially for women over 40, but <laughs> let's, yes. let's start at the very beginning. Absolutely. And so, you know, my journey has been a tumultuous one and that's why I'm so passionate about educating women to really, you know, nip it in the bud as soon as, as you know, as soon as possible, of course, to prevent, but definitely at the first signs of hormonal imbalance, you know, the hot flashes, the irritability, the mood swings, the night sweats and, and difficulty sleeping in the middle of the night, all of those things, you know, we got to nip that in the butt quickly. Um, but for me, it was really started um, at age 38. I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure, early menopause. I was told I was never going to be able to have kids. My ovaries were shot essentially. And it just was devastating because, you know, we had um, a traumatic event in our lives and my husband and I were trying to have another baby and, you know, just, you know, failure after failure from there. It was really, really devastating. And, and so, so one of the things I learned after being told that, you know, just, you know, take antidepressants and sleeping meds and, you know, this is, you know, nothing more we can do for you. I left my practice for a year, Lisa, and I traveled around the world. And this was like my education on the go. I grew up with a, my mom's philosophy that edu you know, travel is one of your best forms of education. So I took that to heart. And I learned really how to naturally restore my health, my body, and what a difference that could make in my life. And lo and behold, I came back pregnant and had my beautiful daughter, Ava Marie, at age 41. So three years after I was diagnosed completely and irreversibly menopausal and really turned things around. I went from over 240 pounds and more because I stopped weighing, right? And tremendous amounts of hair loss from stress and, um, you know, to maintaining a healthy weight at 150 and really balancing my hormones. And that was perfect till 48 hit. And then all of a sudden, that hormone shift, I was back into this. So I'd reversed menopause, essentially, for a, essentially a decade. And then um, at 48, I started getting the 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. And I'm, all my patients, as an OBGYN, patients would tell me, well, I'm not doing anything different, but I'm gaining weight. I'm like, well, maybe you're more sedentary. Maybe there's more something. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, and after you've lost 100 pounds, basically, you'd like, you know, I'm not going back there. Right. So I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, starvation's not the answer. And then I heard, well, keto. Well, I was like, well, that makes me crazy whenever I would do a ketogenic 
diet, right? So I call that keto crazy. And whenever I try to put my perimenopausal patients on keto, women over 40, they would feel crazy as well. And I'm like, okay, well, irritable, anxious. I'm like, okay, well, that's not good. Then I'm triggering this. I'm like, as a functional medicine doc at that time, I studied also functional medicine. I always detox my patients, getting alkaline. So I started checking my urine and I was acidic. My urine pH was acidic, acidic, acidic. And we know according to the research, the better alkaline your urine pH is, the less metabolic syndrome, less heart disease, less cancer, all of those good things we want. And so I'm like, aha. So of course, it makes sense. We're eating a highly acidic diet. I'm going to have highly acidic urine. But if I was getting weight loss and not irritable, that might have been okay with me. But I knew the consequences over time would be devastating. So I worked to create, to, um, to add low-carb grains to really work on the alkalinizers, get that first, and then get into keto. And that 50, actually I gained 20 pounds, lost 18 of them in, in six weeks. Wow. And after being stuck and just doing everything right, but seeing the scale continue to grow up, missing that piece. And then, you know, over, over the years, just putting it together, working with clients and my online programs and um, the natural solutions to put that together to help. And so that's, that's just really changed my life. And now the life of, you know, hundreds of thousands of women around the world, just that concept of, of putting those two together that really makes a big difference. That's huge because I think so often, because we'll often hear um, that keto is just this trend. It's just a buzzword right now, but there's people like you and I that have been sitting here talking about keto or talking low carb at least for almost two decades for myself, right? You know, and, but people always thought it was Atkins, et cetera, et cetera. But I love the component that you tied in the alkalinity portion of it because so often keto people will think, well, I can just eat bacon and butter all day long. And that's not what we want to do, right? Like not what we want to do at all. So let's dig into how you figured out with the alkalinity portion of it. This is something that a lot of keto people aren't talking about. Um, so let's jump into that, how people can go towards the alkalinity, what foods are making them acidic, <laughs> and how they can change that to get more alkaline. And like, we'll probably, let's, let's also go through, because a lot of us, it's been a, a long time since high school chemistry, acid versus alkal alkalinity, because um, I have this conversation with my patients a lot. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, yes. So remember, if we, you know, back in... in biochemistry was the pink and blue, right? For alkalinity and acidity. And so, so when we look at um, just the pH, our normal, and it's excellent questions, you bring up everything because we have to re-educate ourselves to look at how we can empower ourselves to heal our own body, right? Versus there's like, okay, well, only my doctor can test this or only, you know, you know, this guru is going to tell me to do this. I'm like, I... Every woman has to discern for herself what works for her and what doesn't. Absolutely. And in order to do that, it's a discovery process and we have to test and try. So I say test and guess and, and what gets measured gets managed. And that's why I have all my clients do urine testing. Just cost a penny, a couple pennies a day, urine pH testing. And, um, and that's just one thing to start with. So pH being the normal... Um, pH, we would say the midline pH is seven mm -hmm. and anything over seven is considered alkaline. Anything below seven is considered acidic mm -hmm. and different parts of our body have different pH levels. So when you hear the anti-alkaline or the alkaline mixed up, we're not talking about blood pH that we're manipulating because our, you know, that's homeostasis or 
you know, our body will do everything to main that pH slightly alkaline at 7.4. Mm-hmm. And that is critically important. So, but in order for it to maintain that pH at 7.4, we have to feed it with alkalinizers, with minerals. We have to improve the kidney function. We have to improve cell membrane function. And all of that really happens at the cell membrane, which is so cool. The stomach acid is is very low, like at two. And um, urine pH will fluctuate as a thermostat of what's going on in our body. So it will change. After a workout, I expect it to be more acidic. We're like pouring out lactic acid. After a, a day in nature and our, our environment, I expect it to be more alkaline. And so we'll see those things that how nature, not just our food, can impact us. I always say, you know, diets fail because it's only 25% about what we eat. We have to look at these other components that so affect our physiology and our overall health. And uh, so, so that's the interesting part about our alkalinity and our alkaline pH. And that our body's going, I always tell our patients, your body is a perfect representation of everything that you've given it, right? Or what you haven't given it. And like you said, the 7.4, your body's going to make sure it stays there for that blood and it's going to rob from different areas of the body. And so we end up with all these conditions that unfortunately modern medicine just will you know, throw one meta and throw another meta and da 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 da. So we have our patients coming in with all of the inflammatory diseases type stuff that you had even that you speak about in your ebook. But that's where we're looking at, and we've got to help. You know, patients have to take responsibility for their health, and that's where I love what you have just said. Is like, let's give them those urine strips, let's give them ketone strips, let's give them pH strips, and every single patient becomes responsible for what they're doing. Versus. I think so often just being a healthcare practitioner, a lot of times patients will throw that on us as our responsibility. I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm responsible for my own health. <laughs> like each person has to take responsibility for themselves. So um, what are some of the foods, you know, that everybody starts out their mornings with some coffee, <laughs> right? So let's yeah. talk about some of the foods that might yeah, be causing them a little, a little more acidic. Yeah. And, and you just said it, you know, we're all like, okay, keto coffee, keto coffee. But if we're not getting results, we got to ditch the coffee. Mm-hmm. We have to. And for me, that's one of my, that is absolutely one of my um, stalling factors. Like if I've hit a plateau or I'm not feeling energetic or I'm staying acidic, it's the coffee, whether it's keto coffee or not keto coffee. But let me tell you, keto chai tea, keto green tea. I mean, there's some amazing things we can do with adding some healthy fats. And I like that in the morning because it does feed our brain. It feeds our body. We're staying very, you know, low carb in the morning. So I like that we give our body brain fuel right off in the morning as early as possible. Uh, But the alkalinizers of choice and my, because this is what I had to figure out. I was always doing my detox, eating my alkaline diet, but at 48, it wasn't working. It wasn't enough. And I needed to shift my body from burning glucose to burning ketones to get that energy, to get that brain clarity, because we need ketones for good brain clarity after 50. There's the science behind it actually writing an article about it right now oh, that's awesome. so yeah yeah so you know beet grains is one of my favorite thing and we throw them away right like okay we'll eat the beets we don't eat the beets in keto but we know beets are amazing power food borscht and things like that but um the beet greens are powerfully alkalinizing and essentially zero carbs so saute them with some lemon to take out the bitterness 
dandelions, collards, chard, kale, all the dark green leafies, we have to use those in abundance and, and get as much of them on a daily basis as we can. And of course, the crucifer, crucifer, cruciferous vegetables, terrible time saying that this morning. It's a nice mess. Cruciferous vegetables to really help with estrogen detoxification and the sulfur-containing compounds and the nutrients that our body needs to help with hormone balance and hormone detoxification as well. And that's critically important. So using those in, and um, that can make a huge difference. And then also herbs and nutrients that I use and combined to really help with that too, with help with alkalinizing, like my maca superfood combination, Mighty Maca Plus, which has maca, which is from the cruciferous family actually. And it's very alkalinizing and it's an adrenal adaptogen. And then greens, and it's all gluten-free, so it's, you know, the barley grass, so pre-barley, pre so it's the barley grass, everything is certified gluten-free, but, you know, we have the greens in there, we have turmeric, quercetin, resveratrol, um, grapeseed extract, a lot of other antioxidants to help the body detox and cleanse, which empowers your, you know, which empowers health and that pH balance in your body. So those are, those are, uh, that's a, always a good start so that we're not the butt and bacon, we <laughs> butter and bacon, and we're doing more of those healthy greens. Well, and that's where I find so many people will jump on this keto band, bandwagon, quote unquote, and they are doing the butter and bacon and they're like, oh, I've eliminated all my vegetables. And I'm like, holy smoke, stop, 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 stop right now. Because we absolutely need those veggies. We need the good greens, right? So I'm glad that you said all of that. And some of them that you spoke about are huge for it. Like you just said, detoxification to help with the liver, because what most people don't realize, and, I, and I'm just going to throw this out there, but most people like your fat holds on to the toxicity. And as we start to realize or release that fat, then people are having all these extra toxins throughout their body. And I know you tie that into some of the keto craziness that we experience, but um, that's the fact of the matter. We've got to make sure that our body's completely detoxifying all the time, but we're not just like people think of, you know, the cleanses, I guess that's always out there, right. That they can jump on, but we can add in those different herbs and different nutrients and different foods on a daily basis. So we're constantly cleansing out that body of the toxins that we're exposed to every single day. Absolutely. And that's so essential because like keto flu, that's a toxicity reaction. I mean, that's a hundred percent toxicity reaction. So when we work to get our body alkaline first, and again, test don't guess, check, created urine test strips that have pH and ketone on them. So you're just using one easy and expensive. And you can just look and say, okay, am I getting my alkaline before I push the keto? You know, and I think that, I mean, that definitely makes a difference because, you know, I, I, men can do this better. Men can be scarce on the veggies, right? They can. Somehow they do well that way. Women, know, And I think men long-term, neither will do well. So we need those alkalinizers. We need those veggies. And it's crucial. And I've spoken with so many women, and you experience, you heard this too, is that we keto starts out great, but then... I get a stall and then I'm not feeling so good anymore. And, and, you know, this isn't, you know, all of a sudden it's stop working. It's not really your body's trying to protect itself. Absolutely. In that way. Right. So let's talk about intermittent fasting. Cause I think that's something that there's a lot of confusion out there, especially with women. And like I shared with you and as the viewers know this too, like I followed all the male bloggers because five years ago, there weren't any women that were out here talking about this stuff. And so guys can get away with intermittent fasting for a really long time and doing it seven days a week and on end. 
But with women, we've got hormones and we've got hormones that are changing 30 days out of the month when we're cycling. And then when we get into menopause, those hormones are also all different. So let's talk about that. What you recommend with women, how we, how we get into intermittent fasting, how long do we intermittent fast? Let's go, let's cover all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, again, it's been a journey and trial, personal experience and professional experience, right? I'm 52 with a 10 year old. There's hormonal shifts <laughs> and, and three grown daughters. So four daughters altogether. So let's talk about hormone shifts. I know hormone shifts. <laughs> I've been through the hormone shifts and I really work to, you know, create meals and environment and experiences to stop them because four girls having PMS, well, 10-year-old's not started yet, but three, having PMS at the house is not acceptable, <laughs> let alone mom going through perimenopause, menopause, right? Not acceptable. We want to heal that. We want to keep our relationships healthy all the way around. <laughs> so it's important. It's important for brain health. And, and so I think that the biggest thing with intermittent fasting is that we can push it too much. Now, if we're at a certain stage where we've been keto adapted for quite a long time, and there may be certain genotypes of us that can do long, consistent intermittent fasting, but it's not what I experience with most of my perimental clients. We need two to three meals a day, and we need to break fast by 10 a.m. So we need to break fast by 10 a.m. And so starting out that ritual is really important. I know the research says even if we have 12.5 hours between dinner and breakfast, we have reduced risk of breast cancer. And that's huge. So that is creating that insulin sensitivity and it's critical. We don't have to push it to 18 hours, right? We don't have to do this 18.6. And even 15.9 is challenging. Intermittently, sure. And intermittently, occasionally doing a longer fast once you've detoxed and hit at least 10%, you know, within 10% of your ideal body weight, you know, depending on that, your health overall, but then we can push it longer in certain instances. And there may be, you know, ideas and we can definitely with physician guidance work with longer fasting periods for overall health. A hundred percent believe in that, but we've got to do the detox process first and regularly. So we do more good than harm right? When we do these things. Mm -hmm. And, and so I've done, I have my 10, 80, 10 rule now because I am a glutton at heart, right? I love eating. I love drinking. I love celebration. And that has to be part of our life. So this hard, strict rules are too rigid for me and most of the women that I work with. So I do my 10% Feasting, we've got to have feasting in our life, you know, whatever the holiday is, whatever celebration, let's celebrate feasting with good foods, right? Feasting with foods that nourish us and, you know, in events that nourish us, always that feasting, that concept. And then 80% keto green, my concept of bringing your alkalinizers into ketosis, right? So combining the two, the keto green, again, more than diet, the lifestyle component. So 80% of the time we're living this way. And then maybe another 10%, we can push it to 10% fasting. So Sunday is a fasting day for me. It just fits in. It's typically maybe that one day we have an early big dinner. Call it, my girls call it dinner. Sometimes it's a big brunch. <laughs> And, and that's our meal for the day. There may be a bone broth in the evening or something like that. But, you know, so that's kind of like how I've adapted it. Now I've been doing, I've been working with this methodology for four, over four or five years now. And it does, it really keeps me clear. It keeps me focused. It keeps me on task. 
and able to accomplish things that, you know, with the brain fog and everything that I was experiencing, I wasn't able to. You know, it's something that um, I read in your book, and I don't want to spoil this for other people, but especially with women, um, as we transition to perimenopause and menopause, can we talk about the role of estrogen and glucose into the brain? I think that's huge. It was a big eye-opening for me. And it was almost like I was reading a scientific journal, you know, because the aha moment back to ketoalkaline, when I was going through this at 48, I was like, well, there's got to be research on this. I found an article from 1924 um, done at Cambridge that looked at alkalinity with ketosis. And so alkalinity combined with ketosis, it was that aha moment, of course. And that's where I'm like, okay, let's test what's going on. This is all part of, you know, we can, let's do this with other people. And is it just me or it's working with every over 50 woman I know? Yes. And, um, and so that was the big aha moment there. And the same thing, because the brain fog, the lack of clarity, when I'm not keto for an extended period of time, and we'll go in and go out. I think flexibility and versatility is good, right? For resilience. How our ancestors were. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, like fruit is not bad. Can I say that? You know, I mean, fruit is not evil. That is definitely a celebration, right? That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, so there's obscure article, just this one line that said estrogen is a, is a um, um, glycolysis in the brain is an estrogen dependent factor. And that's how it read. And I was like, oh, of course, that's why ketones work better. And that's why I have more clarity. And I call it energized enlightenment. We have this keto green. It is like Christmas, red and green on our urine strips. It's like Christmas, this energized enlightenment, this heightened spiritual connection that at this point, it's like, okay, that's that's the juice of life. That's like the end goal, you know, to have that sense of peace that surpasses all understanding all understanding, to be compassionate, to get out, put out in the world continuously till we die and to enjoy it in the meantime, right? And so that energized enlightenment, that clarity, we're using ketones for fuel, still in an alkaline environment. And that whole concept is women going through menopause need to use, utilize the benefit of ketosis to produce ketones for fuel in the brain so that we have this mental clarity. Right. And Currently, there's not studies looking at keto green, nothing other than I've done in my, you know, now I've had almost 1,000 women go through my magic menopause program. So, you know, have their results over time. It is, it is empowering. It is empowering. Yeah, because that's actually, it's a huge complaint of women as they go through menopause, right? Of just, I, I can't think straight and all of that. So um, it was a huge aha when I read that just lying in your book as well. So um, yeah, ladies, when we're, when we're dealing with all the perimenopausal thing, like when we really take a look at what we're eating and getting into ketosis, that's why we see so much brain clarity, especially towards those menopausal uh, changes. So what other information do you really like, what we're, we'll get to like how they can find you and all that stuff, but what other pieces of information do you want to share with our viewers? Well, Any- I think, I think too, you know, as we're, especially as we're getting older, we're dealing with these hormonal fluctuations. It's keep looking for the answer fine tune it, look at why, why not alkaline, really discover the things that are causing you to have a stressed out physiology, right? Acidic mm-hmm. urine is associated with stressed out physiology, stressed out with inflammation, and that's degenerative disease. And so discover for yourself what's going on. I think it's especially important because we know now so many more people are suffering with dementia and Alzheimer's. Anything we can do early on is preventative 
100% preventative, so know your markers. And in my book coming out, I talk about the four key markers that everyone must know, like the number on the scale, mm-hmm. really important stuff. And then I think, too, the concept of, you know, like I'll say for women, you know, if it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no. Having those boundaries and being able to enjoy our day with our present capacity and accept who we are as we are right now and just know that, you know, each step is going in the right direction and we can continue to grow and evolve and there's no giving up. We're never too old. And the earlier we intervene, the better. We'll save marriages, save relationships, save families. We'll make a difference. Absolutely. And that's something, it was a huge wake up aha for me recently too. It's just as women, we are innately, we give to everybody else, right? Because we have babies and we give to them. But again, even if you don't have children, I just see how women just are givers. (laughs) And we've got to be able to take care of ourselves for sure. And to be comfortable. And that's the thing, like stressors. I always can't, I laugh, you know, I'm an hour outside of Detroit. And people are always surprised when I tell them I never turn on the TV. It's like, why would I turn on the TV? Like, it might just be the Detroit news, but in my my body innately says, holy smoke, she's running from a bear. And so then that throws up the cortisol and everything else throughout the body. So we've got to like become aware and become in tune on how your body's responding. So um, share some information. Where can they find out more information? I know we've got all of the links here with the summit, but where can they find out more information um, about you and your programs, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, happy to give that. And yeah, you have the links for the ebook and free trial of Mighty Maka, free trial of Jelva. So those will be available for our listeners. And also just easy, dranna.com, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. I have a lot of information on my blogs and, uh, you know, my book is being released, The Hormone Fix. So I'm really super excited about that. That's going to be awesome. So much great information for all of us women. So thank you so much for all your time today, Dr. Anna. I so appreciate this. My pleasure. Very informative. All right. We will talk soon. All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.